Where are you tonight? Well, Sean, this has never been about me or Kevin McCarthy. It's about the American people. And the American people want to know that the rules of the House of Representatives would never allow something like this terrible, horrendous, omnibus bill to ever pass, ever again. And that's what Congresswoman Boebert and I have been working on. And while I know that sometimes these discussions can be a little awkward up front, I guess it's, I guess it's like a prenuptial agreement that you'd be preparing. Sometimes there can be some uncomfortable moments the preparation, but it can be necessary. I am excited and encouraged. I am grateful that Speaker-designate McCarthy has been so receptive to each and every change that we have demanded. And Sean, we're at the stage right now where I'm running out of stuff to ask for. I mean, read the bills, have a balanced budget, have a border plan. Kevin McCarthy is agreeing to all these things. And again, it's never been about him. It's been about draining the swamp, making this a more honest, transparent, open place. And we may have a few finished touches. We may be able to get this resolved tonight, but I am proud of the entire Republican conference, and we're going to be stronger and more unified and more able to hold this administration accountable because we have had these early moments of sorting things out. Womack. McCarthy. Yakum. McCarthy. Zinke. The next speaker of the United States House of Representatives. All right, welcome back on this Monday morning. Well, Kevin McCarthy ended up being the guy. I personally am not surprised. I told you I assumed he was more than likely going to be the one. Well, they got to that point after 15 embarrassing rounds. You know, I, 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 I just... He had to concede to a lot, and he should be held accountable. If you're going to be the uh, speaker, you, there's there are certain uh, demands that must be met. Yeah, and I don't think anything that was being demanded of him was unreasonable. So it, this shouldn't have been as difficult as it was. He won with a 216. You had five vote present, which means they didn't vote for or against him. They just voted that they were there, uh, which allowed him to become the next Speaker of the House. So Kevin McCarthy is the Speaker of the House. Doesn't mean that I like him anymore. I like him as much as I've always liked him, which is not very much. <laughs> I still think he's a swamp creature. Um, I guess you heard Matt Gates. Everybody's willing to work with him if he's willing to work with them. I mean, you do have to work sometimes with people that you don't like and don't agree with. And you do the best you can with it. Uh, and I think that's the situation they're in right now. I didn't see... Just the way the voting was going, you could tell it wasn't going to go anywhere else. But Kevin McCarthy, he had more or less 200 strong that were kept voting repeatedly for him. So it, it would have taken a lot to break that. I mean, you had a 20 that were defecting, 21 that were defecting, and ultimately he ended up pulling it out after 15. I, I said last week, and I'll say it again, the right thing to do at that moment was to pause. Hit the pause button. We're not calling for any more votes. Hit the pause button. Let's go sit and work things out. Figure out exactly what everybody wants, what we're all looking for. I'm sure there were some compromises that needed to be made on both ends. Do whatever you need to do, but pause the vote instead of going 15 times and embarrassing yourself by losing the first 14. I don't know. If it was me, I would have just, after I lost two, 
I would have went and hammered everything out. I would have tried to do it on the first loss. And if that didn't work out and we went back and I would have came back and threw my hands up and said, what are we doing here? Well, I mean, what do you need? What are you looking for? Tell me what you want to make this thing happen. Let's do it. That's not me. I guess uh, Kevin McCarthy, (laughs) I guess he was okay with that. Uh, His little victory dance uh, that he did there at the end with, with all the clapping and all the smiling and everything, I guess it's a good moment for him. Maybe. I don't know. Anyways. That's who we're stuck with. So Kevin McCarthy is the guy. All right, moving on. One of the biggest injustices done to Americans in the last century is this COVID vaccine. And I don't even want to use the term vaccine. They've conditioned everybody to say vaccine. You know, traditionally, a vaccine is a one and done. So it's a shot. And Ian, I'm just as bad as everybody else. I keep wanting to say vaccine when in actuality, it's just a shot that they're giving you like a flu shot. It's a COVID shot. Um, I think it's important that we went through so much with this shot. Fear of losing jobs. I mean, I myself here, even in the state of Florida, and you know that we, we dealt with COVID much better, I think, than most states. Yeah, I can't say all states, but most states. There were some states that were pretty strong, um, not abusing their power and taking advantage of the American people uh, as other states did. But we were pretty strong down here. And even with as strong as it, as it was, I was still in fear myself of losing my job. You know, I wasn't sure what they were going to do. I do work for uh, the county. So being that it is a government job, I was not really, I was on the fence. I don't know what they're going to do. I actually even took time out to send an email to Ron DeSantis, long email, not saying that it responded to me. I mean, it went out into cyberspace. I hope somebody read it, but I did send, took the time to send an email out to him just because, you know, I was in fear and I explained my position and the situation that I'm facing and as an American, I think that it is un-American just because somebody does not want to take a um, experimental shot that they're going to lose their job. You know, so uh, I think it's important that we stay on top when as more and more information continues to pour out now. Now that we are past the pandemic and doctors are allowed to report their findings without being persecuted for it, uh, this the information is becoming more and more valuable, and it's validating all of us who did not want to take the shot and were concerned about everything from the beginning. Dr. Anastasia Maria Lupus posted this video, and it's a minute long. I'd like you to hear it because it's it's just like I said, it, it's going to validate you everything that you've been thinking, everything that I was thinking, everything that we've been saying, everything that every conservative or independent or even some uh, moderate Democrats were, were saying about people's choice and if they want to take it, take it. And if not, and everything we said about natural immunity was correct. Here's the, here's the uh, audio clip. 700,000 people in the study in Israel, just so you know, that showed that the double vax were 27 times more likely to get reinfected. So it's not the vaccine, even if we just talk about that, is not stopping infection. It's not stopping transmission. If you look at the studies, in England, in Scotland, and in northern countries in Europe where they get real data that they're actually the triple vaccinated the most likely to die. So bottom line is that we, as we go forward, the natural immunity is long, broad, and durable. 
and I don't know if he mentioned it, but we have SARS-CoV-1 patients who still had immunity 18 years later. Let that sink in. 18 years later, we still had immunity from SARS-CoV-1 to SARS-CoV-2. This is long, broad, durable immunity. So what I want to say in closing is natural immunity should be considered legally to be at least equal to vaccinated immunity, and immunity is likely lifelong. Thank you. All right, so remember, he's talking about 18 years because COVID has, SARS, COVID has been around a lot longer than this most recent uh, strand of it that was out of a Chinese lab, even even all that's been confirmed. So um, it's been around a lot longer. And so testing that they've done on patients to figure out, you know, uh, shots, booster shots, immunity, where are we at? Okay, so... What we are now finding out is if you are double vaxxed or triple vaxxed or triple shotted, you are 27 times more likely <laughs> to catch to catch it. Now, I'm going to get into that in one second. In the end, he clears it up and says what history and true science has told us. Once your body learns how to fight something off, generally we're good. Well, you go through it one time. The first time might be the worst time, but after that, your body knows how to defend itself. If it ever sees that, um, virus come in and get, get in your system again. It knows exactly what to do. It knows how to attack it. So your second round is much, much easier on you than your first round and so on and so forth. Look at the, uh, your common flu that we get every year. No, nobody cares about the flu. Nobody. Older people might because it can be more deadly to them since they're more fragile than younger people are. But as far as the flu goes, people die every year from it and nobody's scared of it. We're not scared of it because we've all had it. We, You know, it's like a cycle. How often do you get the flu? Every five or six or seven years, you may pick up one of the new strands. It whips your butt for a few days and you're done. And that's it. You don't fear it. You're just like, oh man, I'm getting sick. I can feel it. This sucks. That's it. COVID is no different. How is it any different? It's better to let you let your body get the virus in there. Your body learns how to defend it itself. And then the next round, it's just another cold. It's just another flu. The fact is, he's actually saying natural immunity, specifically with SARS, lasted 18 years. So natural immunity, as we all assumed, is better than any chemical shot that they want to put in your arm. Any, any extra foreign chemical that they want to stick in you is not as good as what your body produces naturally. Isn't it like that for everything? If you eat natural food versus processed food, isn't it so much better? Everything you do. I mean, I would venture to say I don't smoke cigarettes. But I got to say, when I think of a cigarette versus vaping, I would smoke a cigarette before I'd vape because at least a cigarette is from a tobacco plant, a vaping, uh, whatever the hell it is. It's a liquid that's making a chemical reaction as you inhale it to, to satisfy that smoking crave you have. And you're blowing that out. There is no way, just like cigarettes in the beginning, before anybody knew they were bad for you, give it 10 years. And where do you see what's going to happen from all these people vaping and stuff? My God. I mean, I'm scared to find out what's going to happen to these people. There's no way it's good for you. Anything natural is always better. 
So to me, natural immunity is always going to be far superior than to any shot that the doctors can give you. With all that being said, here's where I'm at. If you want to keep control, you have to keep the fear. How do you keep the fear? You have to have COVID stick around. You have to have infection rates constantly growing. So people are worried. People are afraid. People are just don't know what to do. So who do they look to? They look to Big Brother to take care of them. They look to Uncle Sammy. What do we do? COVID's out of control. The numbers continue to go up and up and up. There's no break in season. We get it in the winter. We get it in the summer. We get it everywhere. COVID is just running rampant. What do we do? Help us, Sam. What do we do? Oh, it's very simple. Sam's going to sell you a great package. What you need to do is exactly what we tell you. You need to lose a little bit of freedom. You got to behave the way we tell you to. You got to get as many shots as we tell you to. You got to live and eat and do everything the way that we tell you to do it. At what point do we just start saying, yes, master? So isn't it ironic? If you want to achieve that goal, and that's what they've been doing globally, this has all been the biggest power grab in history as far as I can tell. It's been calculated. All these countries teaming up together, just trying to squash the everyday person, trying to just rape you of your freedoms. I don't, I can't find another example in human history of it. This is, this is their finest moment to try to steal freedom and control everything and be in power. So how do you get that? How do you maintain that? You know how people are in power. They ain't gonna let it go. (laughs) that's one thing they get a little taste of it they get crazy they get drunk with it they're not going to let it go so they got to keep the numbers up well when you start hearing doctors telling you that the infection rate is that much higher depending on how many shots you have taken you are weakening your immune system they are making you sick on purpose their plot and plan From what I can see, now this is just me analyzing the situation, giving you my opinion. Obviously, I don't have any hard facts on this, but just my opinion, stepping back and looking at it, well, if people are easily infected and the numbers never go down, then they can keep the fear up. And if they keep the fear up, they can keep their grasp on you. They can keep that control of you. I think that's what they're doing. You can call me a conspiracy theorist if you want to, but when you start hearing doctors say that the more shots you get, the easier you get infected and the more likely you are to die from it, it just makes perfect sense. The fear is up. We've weakened your immune system enough where you get sick after you've had five or six or seven or 12 shots and you kick up and you kill, kill over and kick the bucket. They're going to keep feeding you. Get more shots, get more shots, get more shots. The only way to protect you. They're making money, 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 taking power, power, power for themselves. Just my opinion. But I think it's important that we stay on top of these things because as this information comes out, it's, you know, the lights are all turning on now. Them keeping us all in this dark room where we're peeking through cracks and trying to find light anywhere we can. And they keep, uh, you know, turning the lights off here and there and, and, and covering the cracks. Well, now the lights are all coming on and we're all starting to see things a little bit more clearly. And it's, the information that we're getting is valuable and it's, 
it's justification for everything that we have thought and everything we've been through. So stay on top of it. I'll stay on top of it. It's important. All right. Something else that I think is important. You know, we're always, we always feel like we're losing here. You know, you, you look around and it feels like it's always a losing battle that we're losing ground here. We're losing ground there. And I'm starting to feel the tables turn. Maybe I'm feeling a little bit more positive, but you just got to see it's the little things. When, when you see little things happening here and there, you're seeing decisions go your way. You start to realize that we are actually gaining ground and things are starting to head in a positive direction for sanity. <laughs> Guess we're, we're living in an upside down insane world. Something big that uh, broke on the 6th, which I thought was important. Advocates for school policies based on gender identity faced two legal setbacks this week. The federal judge appeals court and trials court rejecting the ACLU's challenges to sex-based restrooms and sports competition policies in two different states. Days after the full 11th Circuit Court of Appeals upheld a Florida high school's requirement that students use the restrooms for their sex, calling it an uh, immutable characteristic under Title IX of U.S. District Judge Joseph Goodwin upheld West Virginia's Save Women's Sports Law. While some females may be able to outperform some males, it is generally accepted that, on average, males outperform females athletically because of an inherent physical difference uh, between the sexes. That's what Goodwood wrote in his decision. I think that that's a positive. I'm very concerned for women's sports, for these young girls, that when you see... These two track, there was two track stars attached to this story. Um, and in the national competition, the two transgender boys to girls, um, they come in first and second place. I mean, not not close. Not like you had a girl right on, nip, nipping on their heels. First and second place, they dominated the, the track and field. How is that good? For these young girls, for for real biological girls and women, how how does this how is this okay? Transgenders again, they should not be competing in there. So I was happy to see that they're upholding the law. The ACLU is going to be a little bit uh, their pantyhose is going to be a little bit in a bind because they lost as they should. These boys should not be competing in girls' sports. I do agree with him that although there are some women, and if they're going to transition and they're going to start injecting themselves with all kinds of male hormones uh it will be a lot of muscle mass can be built there maybe they can compete with guys but even even that level honestly i could never see a girl that decided she was going to try to be a boy and use whatever she's going to use to try to do that Get out there with real men that have bigger skeletal structures, bigger, naturally stronger, faster, everything about them. Put them in a football game with grown men and see how that turns out. They're going to kill that girl. It's going to be, it would be scary to watch. I'll put it that way because I wouldn't want to see anybody get hurt. And that would be frightening to watch. Men, full contact sport, full impact. These full-grown men hitting uh, a girl who thinks that she can you know, parade and masquerade as a boy in a boy's sports would be scary. 
So that rule has been upheld that you have to um, play sports by the gender of your birth, and it's good for the girls. I'm sick and tired of these girls' titles being stripped away from them by men. I'm sick and tired of this constant that women that men can do everything better than women, including being women. I, I'm sick of all this crap. Okay, they you want the sport, make your own league. Make a transgender league, and then none of us have anything to say about anything. We won't even comment on it because then you're competing on a level playing field. Also, the bathroom issue. You know I got a problem with that. And the reason I got a problem with that is we've already seen what happens when these boys claim to be transgender. They're beating girls up in bathrooms. They're raping girls in bathrooms. And this is actually happening. This isn't uh, uh, fear-mongering or what potentially could happen. No, this is happening in schools. Loudoun County. uh, They're going through all the legal process right now because this did happen. So this isn't a a what-if scenario. This is reality. The reality is there are going to be boys who are going to take advantage. There's going to be grown men that are going to take advantage of these situations. So here in the state of Florida, we're not having that. And I think that needs to be all across the country. What's even more interesting in the state of Florida is, because I was following this since it is my home state, is that... They came out with the rule that you have to go to the bathroom of your birth. And you had certain people here that are in uh, different political positions that came out and said, you know, this is, uh, it's, it's hurting the alphabet community and all this nonsense. And it's interesting and it's entertaining in a way to watch the lie because in the schools that they're complaining that these boys can't go into a girl's bathroom. Guess what? They have transgender bathrooms. So see, it's not enough that you already have a bathroom. You have to be able to go into that girl's bathroom. You just have to. It's like abortions. They got to kill them. This one, they got to let the boys go in a girl's bathroom. (laughs) When you already have the bathrooms at the facility for supposed transgender, which there's there's no such thing. It's an illusion. You You can't transition from one gender to another. Okay, sorry, it just doesn't it doesn't work out. If you could actually transition from one gender to another, that means a boy could turn into a girl, actually have a real uterus where you could actually produce a child, have a period. I mean, do everything that a woman does. Since you could never achieve that goal ever, never going to happen. There's no such thing as trans. You're just doing some fancy operations to try to make yourself look like the opposite sex because you think that that's what's going to make you happy. But these little wins are important for us. Just getting back to that. It's important to see you start having little wins in different states and why it becomes important is because other states now have a guideline to follow to get the same uh, result. So they can go in there, they can put forth the lawsuits, they know the path to go, they know it's already been upheld in this particular state, so they shouldn't have an issue getting it passed in their state, and thus protecting young girls in sports, young girls in their day-to-day life using the restroom, and it is a positive. These are little wins that they seem tiny and insignificant, but it just this is the beginning phases of us returning to some type of normalcy. 
So I am pleased when I see these types of stories come out. That was on Just the News, by the way. All right, that's going to wrap it up for me. It's Monday. I know we just started the week. Pretty much all the little holiday breaks are, are over. I mean, now we're fully back to the grind, although we're about to get a long weekend, or some people will, because uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day is next Monday. So, yeah, that to look forward to. Uh, beyond that, I hope you uh, like what you're hearing. If you do, please rate and review me, especially on Apple. It's always a great help. If you'd like to check out anything else, I do littlejoecc.com. If you want to contact me, go to the contact section. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and we will do it again tomorrow.